down, check it. Call Lil C's, tell that motherfucker to bring me some motherfucking weed from the hospital. Man. Fuck that. Tell that reporter to pick up 10,000 from Dez. Go check about like What's up, Nana Na Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? This is episode 117, Chilling with Chalupa number 5. If you don't know, Chalupa and myself get together quarterly, I guess, give or take, and we just grip it and rip it, catch up on good times, exchange stories, and you're the audience that gets to listen. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the fine people at... Oh my god, that is doing so well. <laughs> the good people at Superior Finish Painting Company. You need something painted, you need to call them. 289-979-9000. They are the thunder to your lightning. As well as check out the good people at 2020 Print Media. They recently launched 2020 Garage. Um, it's fantastic for any card detailing or anything along that line. If you need some kind of vinyl decal, they're your people. They outfit all the Nana Nation with shirts, hats, and whatever else our crazy minds can put together. Check them out, 905-609-7979. You can reach out on our Instagram or our Facebook page for more details. With that being said, here we go. I'm pumped for this one. I, You know, every time Aaron and I, I got just put this out there early. Aaron and I are kindred spirits. We are bearded bros. I shaved my beard off at the beginning of the summer to try something, and my goddamn fat face didn't look the didn't look right. Aaron pretty much ignored me for the whole time I had a shaved face. Now that my beard is back, we are back in the cut, and it feels so good. <clears throat> it's good to get that bearded brother just talking, drinking beers, bearded bros. Anything else, you can believe that. Oh, I'm super amped for this. Okay, with that being said, of course, um, this podcast is rolling along. I'm going to the fall. We are going to try and get back on track with Ba, with Miss Six. Brian Smythe is due back. Uh, Aaron talked about it in this podcast. I don't want to learn too much, but uh, uh, NHL preseason as well. With knowing that the NHL preseason's coming up, that means the MLB season's coming to a close. That's right, I'm putting my title up on the line. The Nana Best in the Nana Nation for baseball, the title is going back up. That to be launched soon. Only 10 spots available. Winner goes home with a cool 100 bucks in their pocket. And maybe more valuable than $100 in cash is the Nana Trophy. It's got my name on it from being the defending champ last year, Bryson Bell gave me a big run and went to Game 7 of the World Series to be called, and I prevailed. This year, who knows what the fuck's going to happen. All right, three minutes ramble. I'm out. Enjoy the show. Thank you for tuning, downloading, tuning in, and checking us out. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? It's that time of the year. Crack them cold ones, because it's chilling with Chalupa. On the line across our great nation is the man, the myth, the legend, our beer guru, the bearded bro himself, Mr. Aaron Chalupa. What's up, buddy? <sighs> You're the champion. The oh, crowd yeah, goes wild. <laughs> They're going. Oh, wait. No, no. That's not right. Uh, yeah. No, no. How's it going, buddy? How's it going? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, been, yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been good. Been busy. Lots of stuff. Just came from yeah. base off. You got good, a beer good, in front of you? Good to be with you again, Matt. Oh, I've got a beer in front of me. Of course right. I do. Is your beer cracked? Well, I, I actually i am drinking from a growler. So uh, the growler is cracked. The pint glass is full. I'm drinking a, an introvert red ale from Situation Brewing in Edmonton. Right on White Ave. It's a, it's a marvelous brewing company. Right on. Okay, so in front of me I have – it was a gift from my father, which is really weird because he doesn't have the best taste in beer. But oh, your Faja? Yes, for my Faja. Uh, it's called Broken Hipster. Oh. And it's a traditional Belgium wit. Okay. Made with botanicals and spices to produce a light and refreshing yet complex wheat beer. Originally made for the warmer months, we can – we made it all the time because we can. Okay. And it's a, it's a bomber and it's a cool, cool beer bottle. And here we go. We're going to open this sucker who, up and see what – Who makes it? Um, it is made by Indie Ale House Brewing Company, Toronto. Toronto. 
Toronto. Oh, here, here we go. Uh, def- it definitely tastes like a wheat beer. It's nice. It's nice, though. All right. So, cheers. Cheers. Clink. This is the Not After 30 podcast. A podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. This is the Not After 30 podcast. Uh, you know what? I, I, when I, I remember making that intro in I bed. I like that intro. Thanks, man. I, in bed, on, like on my iPad, thinking to myself, well, I'll, I'll just make this, and then when, once I get more serious about it, I'll, I'll spruce it up. And mm. then I made a second intro that I'll play right here. That's a personal, but it's a podcast. This is the Not After 30 podcast. Podcast about reminiscing about your 20s. Recorded at the Billy Shears Podcast Studio in Milton, Ontario, Canada. Here is the Not After Thirty Podcast. I do remember the second one. Yeah, and the second one I really wanted like a collage of different sound bites, and mm-hmm. it didn't work at all. Um, well, maybe so, when when your two little girls get older, then you'll have to do some more sound bites and redo yes. the re- redo it. And then, it. and then you know, and the, the the really loyal and regular hosts can also be a part of the sound bites. Yes, I think that's actually a good call too. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some love. Yeah. Give us some love. You know? Yeah, it, it's not like I don't talk enough into the mic. I mean, I, I should probably share the mic a little bit more. Mm-hmm. No matter. All right, buddy. It's. I feel like we haven't spoken ages. How the fuck? Yeah, is not your really. Summer? It's been wild. It has Pardon been me. a long time. I said, "How the fuck's your summer been?" Oh man, just uh, yeah, heavy, heavy uh, roller coaster ever since May. So, well, actually, end of April, I would say. So yeah, it just started off to be a really rough uh, uh, spring and summer right from the get-go. Girlfriend and I broke up just as we moved to uh, uh, Invermere, British Columbia. I was working at a brewing company, Arrowhead. Uh, That was going really well. They were loving me working there. I was enjoying my time there, but just, you know, I had to to get out of town. Um, Got my job, well, got a job back with Forestry, ended up being a man-up supervisor or a strike team leader, whatever you want to call it. So that what that means is I'm not in hell attack anymore, initial attack. I'd be looking after um, fire attack crews, which are eight-man crews, but I could work with anybody from an eight-person crew all the way up to, like, 32 members, so four different crews, plus aircraft, and I'm in charge of all of those guys. So that can be pretty crazy. So that was a lot of stress on top of it. New job, no real uh, co-workers that are with me the whole time that I can really lean on. Um, but thankfully the office is very understanding and like I've known some people there like my entire 11 years. So that was really good. And then, um, my mom's passing, uh, that was very sudden. Um, yeah, just, it, it, it was supposed to be okay and it just got really nasty really quick. Um, so that was really rough, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, people in the office and my, my forestry family up here were really supportive as well as like the family across, uh, across you know the world so i got my buddies in europe and the family in europe that were showing support um the 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 nation network you know not after 30 so it was really good to have some support you know uh bob was going through some stuff as well so him and i had a brief chat about what was going on um raised a crap ton of money for a charity run that was unbelievable um over i raised over three thousand myself oh good yeah yeah the hell attack uh, boys that I used to work with, they donated eleven hundred. Oh as my well. god, that's incredible! So, oh, unreal. And then as a team for my mom's team, uh, like family and friends, we raised over fourteen thousand. That was the most in that charity Holy run in geez. Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, that was huge. So, no, it went really well. Um, I participated in a ten-kilometer run, which was the most I've ever ran in my life for a distance <laughs> at, at one period of time. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not much. I'm not much of a runner. I've, I've kind of been getting back into it. I've, I've kind of started enjoying it now. I guess I don't know. Um, I'm more of a, a cyclist. You know, I get on the road bike and I just pedal away because you know it's just 
I like going further in a short amount of time. Like running, I just don't feel like get a whole lot of distance taken care of in an amount of time. But anywho, um, yeah, did that. You know, did it under an hour, fifty four twenty one. I believe my time was. So wow, I was very, very impressed with that for my first run there, uh, for ten k. So that was really cool, and it was just great to be with, you know, so many friends and family that came out to support. And then we had my mom's memorial the day before, and again, so much support. I just loved seeing so many people there, and we all shared a bunch of really fond stories and um, memories, and you know, talking mainly talking about all the baking my mom used to make. So that was really nice. Um, uh, my and then actually the same day my mom passed away my my oldest cousin passed away as well that morning oh my god and then I just got word this morning that my grandma Chalupa passed away so oh it's been my a, goodness it's has not been a good summer and spring in that regard but again I I this you reestablish and um or reiterate that the support has been really really good and it's been. It's been almost overwhelming how much there's been some, uh, some support there. So that that's made me happy, um, you know. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, other other than that, it's just been it's been crazy. You know, I've been hoping to get out to BC to help out with some fires, or at least down to the states. Uh, we've been somewhat busy on and off up here, um, but yeah, like it's it's just been a good summer for work for me. Um, good distractions. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like sitting around too much. So that's kind of where it gets a little bit more depressing, but you get the fires going and you're, you're too busy. You know, you're telling guys what to do. You're helping out. Uh, you're calling in other resources. You're talking to the office, all that kind of stuff. So it really does keep you busy. And I've got to jump all over the district. So that's been really cool. I've been working on a lot of the task books um, to, you know, help myself in, in my career direction if I want to, you know, keep doing forestry. Um, I'm more appealing and I get to do more training hopefully. So that's always good. Hunting season just started. Um, so hoping to do some duck hunting and some deer hunting. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, besides that, it's just been a lot of, uh, driving around and traveling and everything. Uh, but you know, enough of my depressing summer. You've been having <laughs> quite the positive, quite the positive summer. Holy moly. Good, good yeah, news I all around. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, first, Aaron, first and foremost, I mean, your your summer feels like a lifetime of craziness. I can't even imagine the all the ups and downs, the emotional drain that that all that stuff was. Um, but it, it sounds like you you put a good twist on everything, and you know, raised a lot of money for a good cause in honor of, of course, your mother. Um, I, I, I my heart goes out to you, brother. That sounds like a total emotional drain. Oh yeah, no, no, like that, and this is just like a condensed version. I'm sure when we actually run into each other at some point, we'll actually have a big old sit down and just get, you know, just uh, have the beers flowing, and then it'll just be like a big sit down and talk and stuff. But the I don't want I don't really want to get over, uh, get too in deep with it. I don't really want to make it um, a podcast about that. So, yeah, I. Oh, you know, this this I, is a good thing. We're catching up, you know. Yeah, exactly. Give the well, people what they want. They love yeah. Anthony. They love Chalupa. They want more of that. It's true. It's true. Except for Dave. Dave doesn't want any of that. No, Dave hates it all. Yeah, Dave's just like, bring Brian Smythe back. He's the best. I really think that you guys should just quit hogging up the podcast feed and I can focus more on Joe Rogan's podcast. Let let me say something racist. Um, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, you're not funny. You're, you know, I, I put out that um, that podcast last week, uh, the Gone Solo self-therapy one, which I, I wrestled with myself a lot whether or not I should release it. And I just You're said, wrestling fuck. solo. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a one-man, one-hand <laughs> gang. <laughs> the one-man hand gang. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I, and, I, and I kept saying to myself, nah, I don't want to release it. It's like, it's just, it doesn't do anything. There, there's, it's just like a weird, weird roundabout podcast. And yeah, I think I, if you do like one every like five episodes, it'd be fine. Or one every three. I, I think yeah. That's fine. I th- and, I, and I think that's what I might do. Like maybe like one every five or something like that. Like maybe one in a while. And I don't know. I just, I felt. The more I let it sit, the more I said to myself, release it. If I recorded and released like I, I'd normally do, I, I, I don't think I would have done that. I think I, I, I wouldn't have released it at all. But I kind of just sat on it and just kind of waited. And then after, I just felt like, you know what? I think it's, I think it's okay to go. And so I'm talking to Dave today because we I was supposed to go out to, um, to lodge with him. 
and he's like, man, you're, you're fucking Bob Ross of the podcast. I'm like, what? He's like, you basically whispered through the whole podcast. I was like, well, it's kind of tough to keep high energy when you're like just staring at an empty studio. And like usually if you have someone else there, it's a little bit more engaging. It's very difficult. Like, what, am I supposed to like put a mirror in front of me and that way I can keep myself kind of into whatever I'm talking about? And I'm pretty sure everything I talked about, like there's no high energy conversation there. It's kind of all, it's kind of like just life stuff. So anyways, I don't know. It was one of those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck Dave. Yeah, <laughs> five A's. Um, anyways, yes. Yeah, so this summer has been kind of wild, kind of crazy. Uh, and I, just like, just like what you're saying, that kind of started like in the spring for you. It's the same. It started in the spring for me too. And it was weird because our our, our oldest daughter turned one, and that was probably the beginning of the spring in April. And it kind of just, everything just started picking up from there. Every week seemed to be more and more requirements. And it's just, I, I really, I just want to say fuck it to all of it. I, I was having a hard time keeping up with all the social appearances and all that stuff. And it's, it was, it was just like one of those weird, busy summers. And then of course the birth of our second daughter. Uh, and she, she, we just yesterday celebrated her being here for one week. It's, it's crazy that she's already a week old. But we. Oh my God, she's going so old. Those good. Listen, I'll tell you, man. It's gonna happen when when those little chulupas when they sprout out. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Life goes into hyperspeed. Don't do that for a second, dude. We like had, with my nephews and nieces, I'm just like, wow, you guys are are, are huge. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, are you saying and, words like these? <laughs> What do you mean? You're, talking, you're doing math. You don't do math yet. You're still learning your ABCs, aren't you? Yeah. It, it's just it's all that stuff. So uh, kids are so wild, and oh, I, we, that and that week was crazy. We we went. We started Tuesday, the week before uh, our due date. It started on Tuesday. Um, she went to um, meet up with her midwives. They're like, yeah, you know, you should probably go to the hospital. So she calls me. She's like, I just left my. Uh, appointment with my midwife they said to go to the hospital so pack the bag let's go all right go to the hospital tuesday night they keep her there for about an hour and a half and then they uh they said you know what um we could do it tonight you're you're dilated enough that you know we could break your water and start the labor or just an idea if you want you can go home get a good night's sleep and we'll take care of it in the morning is that possible to get good night's sleep? <laughs> exactly. So all right, of course, all right, all right. So you got this broken arm. So either we can work on this broken arm and we can put it in the cast, or or just hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> or you can go swimming. Yeah. Go swimming. It'll be fun. You have a good time. It, it was so telling a pregnant lady that tomorrow morning you're going to be going into labor. Um, she got she got no sleep. She absolutely no sleep. She the whole night, you know, like that's the only thing on your mind. And, I'm totally uh, surprised by that. Yeah, and yeah, exactly right. And you know, it, it was just one of those things. The next day rolls around. Um, I think I think it was like eight eight thirty. We're we're supposed to be at the hospital, so we get up. My in laws come by. They're gonna watch Stella, and then we get a phone call. Oh, we've been pushed back. And we get another phone call. We've been pushed back again. So like we didn't <laughs> end up getting there until like eleven o'clock. It was oh, uh, yeah, and then but then and then the ride started from there. So it was just it was just like one of those things like the anticipation, the waiting, the being in a hospital. Like I don't know anybody who enjoys being in a hospital. Even the maternity wing, it's still it's nicer. It's you know not as doom and gloom as like you know the emerge or anything like that. But it's and just is, it's, is is this in Milton? This is Milton's. We're really lucky. We live less than a kilometer away from the Milton Hospital that just got I remember hearing shoot. about that. Right? Yeah. You're telling your story about uh, the baby and the, the, the parents coming there and they're taking their time and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. And we, and we were real lucky because it was super, super close, less than a kilometer away. And it's a brand new hospital. Like, they just gave it a huge facelift. And, nice. uh, yeah, so, like, everything, all the equipment was brand new. It was nice. It was nice to have that. And it was the same experience that we had the previous year at the Oakville Hospital that was also pretty much brand new. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it was a wild one. I and mean, it was just, like, it, every, the whole experience, the experience was really good. Um, like, having midwives there to kind of really give the attention and the care. Not that nurses don't, but midwives do it a whole different approach to it. 
very calm. Uh, I think that helped Brittany a lot, and Brittany was a total, just a total stud, just an absolute thoroughbred. Um, did the job in under an hour, like uh, pushing and all that stuff. Really, really good. You know, it, it's, it's there's like the we Kyle and I had this talk when we when we recorded a couple weeks back about the actual labor, and there's this amazing thing that happens for husbands in that moment, and there's just like this new appreciation, new love, new new overall appreciate uh, I don't know admiration for your wife when you see her in labor. You know, she she was. You could tell she's trying her hardest. She's hard. kicking she, ass. She's just battling. She's a warrior. Uh, totally, man. Just total. Like uh, I last. Am the <laughs> it's like playing Mortal Kombat. You got one bar left of life, and you just do like a sixteen-hit combo to defeat. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know Mortal Kombat that I got Guggen and the baby was here. Yeah, man, it was it was wild, it, and you know she did she did the same thing with Stella. You know she would uh, it was a little bit shorter active labor, but um, it it was I, I think it was a bunch better overall. There, there's like a hundred little stories in that labor story that mm-hmm. one one day I'll get one of the dads in here and we'll break down labor. But yeah, man, it was just <laughs> it was just so crazy. Like it, it was it was a, a wild time. And uh, you have to little, put like a you have to put like a parental advisory. <laughs> At the start of yeah. it, it's like yeah. warning. <laughs> the subject yeah. that very discussed yeah. <laughs> or graphic sexual conduct. <laughs> if if you're if you're a guy in his early th- if you're a single guy in his mid to late twenties or early thirties and don't want kids, do not listen to this podcast. <laughs> it, it will gross you right out. Skip to fifty-five minutes. Listen, the last five yeah. minutes. Oh my god! Okay, one one more story when that comes to this birthing thing. Oh, okay, there, you twisted okay. my arm. Ju- yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. There was this. Uh, so we had two midwives. One midwife who we had been with for a while, uh, who we um, used for our first birth. The second one was kind of getting her getting her reps in to become a, a full fledged midwife. And uh, she had, she was, her approach was a little bit different. She was a type of lady who um, offered her opinion even when it wasn't necessary <laughs> or asked for. And so every time we were, we were kind of, at least to me, this is what it felt like. Every time we were kind of having a moment, she, she would kind of shoehorn herself into our conversations, even though we were like, it wasn't like a three person conversation. It was kind of like, my wife and I just having like a moment, <laughs> and so you know. I love those in movies when they do that in movies. It's totally. so funny. She's like, at one point, you know, I'm trying to speak words of encouragement to Brittany. You're doing a great job, and then she just kind of cuts me off. She goes, Brittany, just me and you. We just we're just gonna do this, all right? We're gonna get you to push. We're gonna play a little game of tug and war. Uh, yeah, tug of, tug of war, yeah. And Brittany's like, I just need my space. And it was just, just like, you could tell for her that was the nicest way to get, that Brittany could do at that time to get this lady out of her face. Then after the whole birthing thing, they, they have to examine the uterus, right, to make sure that it's okay. But this, oh, yeah. this, this lady's just like, she turned it into like a, a biology 101 class. She's like in this and she's holding it up and this is the umbilical cord and blah, blah, blah. And this, this is what they call the tree of life. And then she holds it upside down. And the whole time I am green. I look like a celery stalk. I am not in a good place. Oh, fuck, man. I don't blame you. Like, don't get me wrong. Woman's body is beautiful. You got to respect the birthing process and how it happens. But I don't really want to see that stuff. I don't even like looking at my own. I hate getting needles. I hate yeah. it. Like, same, I don't know. I, same, I just, same. I just, I, just, I just have a weak stomach when it comes to biology stuff. You know what I mean? Oh man! It, and you know, I and it's it's also too like. The the uterus, you know, it's it's been forming and housing and nursing for nine months. Yeah. It's you know, it's definitely a part of that body coming out. I mean, if could you imagine if it was anything else? Like, um, let, let's say okay. So when I was like twelve, I got my appendix taken out. Yeah. Imagine like after the surgery's all done, like okay, now we're gonna examine your appendix. I'm like, get that shit away from me. I don't. Oh man, like my brother <laughs> tells me about. My brother tells me when he got testicular cancer, and afterwards when they take the one uh, testicle out, about how they do it, 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 I still get like kind of like a, a like a weird sinking gut feeling where I was like, oh, and like I I go for my balls. I'm like, oh no, uh, like so what they do is they put an incision in your abdomen. Uh-huh. And that's that's where they're, it's hooked up to. Like your your testicles are hooked up to these like you know things, and they go up to your abdomen. Oh, so that's okay. where they cut into, and they pull it from there. Oh. 
Yeah, right? Like everyone's like, oh, they just cut open your nutsack and then boom, it's all good. No, they don't. They no, go this man. way. No, but that's good. Not good. I don't, not cool. I don't, want, I don't want them cutting my nutsack. You know how long that takes to no. heal? <laughs> uh, that'd be bad news. You can't put a band-aid on your nutsack. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then pulling it off, that'd be great. We're hairy, we're hairy guys, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know what? That so, might be if anybody else podcast. is listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Chilling with Chalupa episode five. Yeah. <laughs> the last one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to say too, uh, number five. It's my favorite number. Uh, my grandpa used to call me a number five when I was little. There it is. Because I was the fifth kid. How about that? <laughs> Look at that. And my middle brother oh, my. Was, called, was called Pickle because he used to pee everywhere. <laughs> so he pulls okay. a little pickle out. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We're just talking about all kinds of genitals. Oh, Genitalia. This is like <laughs> this is like the ping pong of, of, of podcasting. And the ball's just bouncing all over the place. No mm. idea. I can't keep track of it. Just yeah. a mess. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, like, other than that, I can't really remember too many. Like, this has been a fucking hot summer, too, man. I'm sure you're feeling the effects of that way Ooh, more than we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had some hot stretches for sure. We got, um, and like, just in Alberta, like, I'm not talking BC, um, like, we got days where it was 36 degrees um and then like consecutive days so it would be like uh, a week of over 33 for sure between 33 and 38 a week um pardon me and sometimes wind as well so that was really bad because if the fire happens like everything's dry conditions are just right for just a fire taking off and that's never good um like fire is important it's uh, an integral part of uh, a force life cycle and you know helping make sure reassure that um the fires don't get you know there's not enough potential fuel to create a, a massive fire yeah but but and so like, those are good but oof, like you get 38 degrees every the conditions are are really extreme and you get 50k winds oh man like that's that's not good that's not good so um Edmonton had a few heat waves. Calgary had a few heat waves. We had tons of smoke coming from British Columbia. So that just creates a good greenhouse effect kind of thing where the heat just stays in. Uh, you don't really see the sun, but the humidity is just going crazy. Well, maybe not the humidity, but it's just dry, warm heat, and there's no wind really, and it's just miserable. British Columbia was not doing well, and they still aren't doing the best. I haven't really heard a whole lot of updates really on if they're having more fires happen or if the, the weather that came through that hit Alberta here, we got, we got some cold and uh, wet weather. I'm not sure if that hit BC beforehand, but Oh man, like they've been having a rough, rough time, really rough that, time. So that sounds horrible. Um, oh yeah, I know. Totally. Totally. So um, yeah, no, hopefully, hopefully it is getting better and hopefully they get a bit of a break next year in the next couple of years to, to make sure that they recuperate big time. Yeah, I mean, whenever I think of it, hot. But, but here, Toronto was pretty hot and humid, eh? Yeah, humid, hu- like total bat wing, ball sticking, like sack sticking to the side of your leg. Mm. Just total humidity. It's just it's been horrible. And having my wife pregnant through the whole hot summer just oh, made she it, was just happy. Oh, oh, she was just just loving it, just loving it. I bet. And like, like I, did you ever have to sleep in the, in a different bed just because of the body heat? Because I'm sure she produces yep. a whole heck of a lot of body heat being pregnant and everything, and you're yeah. just a big guy like me. And yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I could see you like having to go. Like, I, if I were you, I would just sleep in the podcast studio, like in the yeah. basement, man. Like, it'd just be so so much cooler there. I'd find. You know, I, I told her a number of times to sleep in the basement, and she would. <laughs> <laughs> she, just she lock wouldn't. her down there. <laughs> yeah. You call Here's me when it's time to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your fish heads. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love you, no, Brittany. We love you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Much love, much love, much love. Um, you know, the the, the, the our, our bedroom was freezing. It would, you know, um, like what was the AC? AC was pa 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 pounding, and then on top of that, there was like an oscillating fan that she kept on her side of the bed that would just mm-hmm. pushed this cold air. I most nights, no joke, went to bed wearing a hoodie. And or like my my go to when I'm just lounging around the house, is in the air conditioning is a hoodie nude. and shit buck ass nude, window <laughs> blinds curtains all rolled up, the man sweater, oh yeah, just waving my dick around saying what's up, um, 
Yeah, I, I, most <laughs> nights I went to bed in either a hoodie uh, or a long sleeve shirt and sweatpants or or maybe like long shorts or something. But I there was not not the go to like t shirt and underwear. Nah, not happening. It was it was every night was freezing. Oh well. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, I was going to say, too, I'm not, hopefully I'm not cutting off uh, the rest of your story here, but um, um, my sister-in-law and my brother, they just had their second kid, um, mm-hmm. Harrison Samuel, so Samuel, Sam, wow. his name was Samantha, um, and he's doing very well. He mm-hmm. born in August, another good August baby, that's for sure. Uh, I was born in August, so that's why I'm pumped about August. Uh, funny story with Courtney. <laughs> She, her water broke on my towel. I have a towel that I leave at my parents' place. Uh-huh. Whenever I come visit, I just use it. It says Aaron and the number five on it. And nice. Yeah. Yeah. She was just sitting on that. And then she's like, yeah, well, maybe you will, maybe you will use that towel again. Maybe you won't. Maybe you will just like frame it or something like that. I'm like, meh. Either that can be your towel from now on or you can give it to your son. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So hey. I was like, yeah, I've got, I've, got, I've got a similar one. I'll just use that as my new, uh, my new towel yeah. for the parents place or or just maybe like uh put it like use it for like a back seat cover or a trunk yeah. cover but you can never touch your body again with that no no i don't know i just i'm just very happy that she told me <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right yeah you go you go out of the, the shower your dad's like um oh by the way with that towel um your 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 cousin's wife's water broke all over that so yeah, that's a thing. My sister-in-law. Oh, sorry, your sister-in-law. Hey, who, 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 uh. <laughs> Just like rubbing my face up. <laughs> Cleaning the beard. <laughs> you can't Just get the smell out of your beard. Oh, no. Oh, lucky. So, yeah, that was a good time. Anyway, heat wave in <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Toronto's been heat, hot heat as. And humidity. Like, oh, the humidity yeah. is the worst part of it. Oh, it's, totally, it's so bad. And, and for big overheating guys like us, not a good place. I live most of this summer in air conditioning. Mm. And even even at work, man, with everything going on at work, uh, like the blow dryers and everything going on at work, and it's just, it's not a, it's not a fun environment to work in. Plus, guys, not. yeah, and guys don't really have like great business casual summer attire. You no. still have pants. Like, women come in like Tucked sundresses. In pants, belt yeah. on. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, man, was, tell, tell me about it. So, with my firefighting uniform, I wear Nomex, which is a, a, a fire-resistant uh, material that you wear, and it's a top with a t-shirt underneath that I wear, and then I have my Nomex pants as well, which are like just think of like really heavy jean slash cargo pants. Right. And then I have a belt, and that just oh, it's just awful. It's awful. So, and then you're just walking around everywhere, hot. Backpack on, hard hat on, which is awesome for hot days. I yeah, yeah. What. Well That's ventilated, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, always. Yeah, totally. And you know, and then you have your steel toe boots, which are always so nice to wear when you're walking <laughs> through fire. Um, so yeah, no, it, it, it's it's a great. Whoever thought of this design to you know keep cool is a, a genius. So yeah. So thanks. Thanks for that. Two two questions. One. Does the helmet come in a trucker cap version where the back is mesh? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. I, I have okay. seen I have seen cowboy hard hats though, cowboy hat hard hats uh, in the shape, and I'm just I just shake my head at it. Oh man, it's pretty funny. Question number two, and it might be a silly one, but steel toe shoes. I understand the safety against like uh, pressure against a toe and not breaking your toes, but does steel not get hot when heated? It Did certainly does. Okay. It certainly does, Anthony. Yes, yes, it does. Because <laughs> I, uh, I feel like I was there for that day in science. So yeah, yeah, no, it definitely does. Um, as does uh, the sole of a boot is rubber, and that will melt. Um, oh. So yeah, no, it's it's all it's a good time all around. Uh, so yeah, you just need to make sure that your feet aren't in uh, the 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 hot hot spots too much. Um, it is it is good to have steel toes though because you have trees falling down you have chainsaws running and you also have uh, shovels and Pulaski's uh, being swung around and stuff and not to mention like other heavy things that might happen uh, when you're not fighting fire like heavy fuel drums that weigh like oh geez how much do they weigh like 400 pounds 500 pounds or something like that so yeah yeah lots of things could uh, crush your toes that's for sure yeah it seems like just such a fun time mm. 
Yeah, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, everything wants to kill you. Oh, yeah, and this has been the summer of the, the wasps. Every bloody Ooh. fire I've been on has been two nests on this on these fires. Every fire, there's been at least two. And they are burrowing them, bur- burrowing into the ground to make their nest. Uh. Yeah, so if you're walking and you step on it, then you're fucked. Like, typically you'd think of a uh. nest being like, oh, in the trees or in the branches or maybe in like a log or something like that. You just like, that was kind of rotting and you're like, oh, I just won't go near that stuff. No, I jumped off of a log or a down tree and landed and then I had 10 wasps circling around uh. me. And I'm like, I'm like, oh shit. So I just stayed perfectly still because if you run, then you might step on it, right? And I, and this is a smart me because I've been here before and I assessed my <laughs> situation. And so I looked around for possible hazards and I noticed about half a foot away from my right boot was a wasp nest and it was quite large. It was about the size of like, oh, probably three grapefruits. <laughs> and uh. <laughs> I don't know, there's grapefruit over at the corner of the kitchen here. That's why I used it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, and there were about 20 in there. I could see them. And then probably around 10 circling around me. So I'm like, if I step on that fucking thing, I will be not happy. So I just walked away, I ribboned it off, and it was in the direct path of our chainsaw guy. He, like, so we had a chainsaw guy that cut a, a path from uh, the water source right, di- like, straight line to the fire. And so we just cleared it up so it's easy highway to, like, we, we call it a hose highway. The easy path to walk, like, nothing in your way. You don't have to climb over anything. You don't have any brush, to, like, you know, thorns and all that kind of stuff. And that was in his direct path. So I'm like, all right, go around that. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. Because, <laughs> yeah, if you hit them with a chainsaw, they're not happy. But, yeah, and also I've been told by the, by the indigenous community uh, that I work fire with uh, that if, a, if wasps' nests are in the ground that it's going to be a very low snowfall coming up. Oh. And if it's, if it's high in, like, in the trees, then it's expected to be a lot of snow. So it's kind of a, I, I'm, I'm sure it's not 100% accurate all the time, but I'm right. pretty sure it's more accurate than not. So I did not know this before, but it makes total sense. Very interesting. Quick question when it comes to wasps. Is it a lot like bees where they kind of get... Um uh, like around smoke, they get all groggy and yeah, 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 yeah. Typically, typically they would. Um, wasp, hornets, yellow jackets, whatever you want to call them. Um, they're, 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 I believe they're all different. Maybe yellow jackets, wasps are the same thing. Uh, but yeah, bees. Yeah. So what you would do is you would, uh, if you really wanted to, like, take your time, uh, you would bring some smoke and you know really smoke them out, and they would get all kind of groggy and. And, or they would go sleepy because they think the fire's happening, so they'll all like, kind of go towards the queen and the eggs and try to protect them. So, yeah, that, that's one of their survival techniques. And, you know, they, it, sometimes these nests would be in the middle of a fire. And the fire passed through, it didn't burn them out, and they're still fine. So yeah. we'd, we'd flag it because we'd, we'd bring our hose, right? And we'd have a Hansen nozzle on the, this hose, and we'd be pumping, like, oh, 35 pounds of pressure out, out of this, uh, this hose nozzle. So we just make sure that we don't hit that nest to piss them off. So we'd all leave the area. I'd flag the area off with a big stick. And then I'd get the helicopter to come by with a bucket and drop on that exact location just to pound it out. And so they get covered in water. They don't know what the hell's going on. And we just come back and we just ensure that the whole thing is extinguished because like, we don't want them to be all agitated and stuff. So with all that water coming down from high up in the air um, and... Oh geez, like gallons of it, just you know, punishing the ground. Uh, we we do, they kind of just puts them into a daze. So we just get in there. Okay, yeah, it's all cold. Move on. Get it all done in two minutes, so then they can recollect and go about harassing some other animal. Oh my goodness. The, uh, just a light. I can't even. You know what I want actually is I want like a chalupa cam on you during during one of these adventures. Oh yeah, I've been thinking about it. Actually, I took a few videos and sent them to some friends. I should have uh, saved a few and and uh, sent them to you. Maybe I'll be able to find them again. But uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's some fun times, and sometimes they'll just be in the middle of nowhere. Oh, uh, fun update too. On one fire, we had a, a den of wolves. Ooh, uh, <laughs> ooh, the wolf pack. Don't turn your back on the wolf pack. Um, 
sweet. Too sweet, baby. About seven wolves and five cubs uh, on this one fire. And uh, we, we, we saw them in the morning. We were working on them. Uh, we're working on the fire. And the fire itself was about uh, 100 hectares. So a hectare is 100 meters by 100 meters. And it was very... Uh, we, we call them a lot of fingers. So like you, they, if you put your hand, you can take your hand, you ball up it in a fist. A fire's not a fire's not perfect shape like that. So you open your hand up, uh-huh. and you get those fingers. So a fire might get branch out a little bit and come back, and branch out a little bit and come back. Because it all depends on like how the wind pattern goes and what kind of fuels you know like are more flammable, and then the fire kind of carries that way. Um, so it's it's very kind of like inconsistent. And not completely uniform. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm wandering around and looking for hot spots by myself with this big thick willow branch that I decided to use as a, wi- uh, a walking stick, a.k.a. a wolf club, um, <laughs> which I'm sure would give a really good bruise to a, <laughs> a wolf, but probably wouldn't stop. Or I'd just throw it and pretend it was a stick or something like that. Uh, and hope just that hope, for the, chase it. Ho- hope for the best. Hope for the best. Exactly, exactly. So um, I didn't have any problem with them. I'm not really too worried about wildlife. I feel that they they see me and they just like ah whatever. I don't care about you. Just as long as they don't like you know piss off, piss them off by getting close too close to their young by accident or their food source or scare them. Usually I just listen to my podcasts. Um, you know, listen to Joe Rogan or whatever when I'm walking around. And uh, that's usually enough noise. He makes enough noise for me uh, to make sure that no no one's gonna, but but no no no, no animal's gonna come bug me. But um, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, yeah yeah. So around five o'clock that one evening, uh, you you could hear them starting to howl. So I was like, okay, uh, I'm gonna start getting back to the group. And I was probably like a kilometer away from them, just looking for hot spots, um, you know, the spots that might be uh, uh, you know smoking or smoldering or have some fire. GPSing them <clears throat> for crews later on to go go attack, but uh, yeah yeah that was pretty interesting. And then the next morning I was shooting some more uh, crews in, um, you know making crew moves because we only had one helicopter and five crews to move in there, and yeah saw them. They were pretty big and they did not care that we're flying in a helicopter. We actually we flew overhead. They didn't move. We got over and got much much lower, really angled in, kind of like those war movies, and came right yeah. in. And they finally moved. They're like. <sighs> All right, I guess we'll move. Not like, not like. Oh my god! Oh, they're coming! Like, no, no. I was like, fine. <laughs> so I was just I, like, wow, these guys we'll do don't it. give a shit. Um, oh. And like, wolves are funny, man. They really don't care about our presence. Um, like, they were perfectly fine from the fire. The fire passed right over. They were fine. Uh, I, one of my buddies was telling me a story about how he was on a fire with some wolves. And then the wolf's den was super close to the fire, and they would hear them. They didn't want them around or anything like that. So they would leave. Uh, the fire guys would leave that night, and they came back. And right on the hose lay, so you have, like, all these hose connected. Right on the hose itself, a big pile of wolf shit. <laughs> right on the hose. And it's just like, if that's not a message to get the heck out of here, I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and, like, there's another fire that I was on that we had a black bear and her cub. And the cub wanted to come hang out with us, and that wasn't cool. Because <laughs> we're like, no, your mom's going to kill us if you get any close to us. So, yeah. Uh-huh. The, it's it, not always fire. So whenever somebody's like, oh, stay safe, don't don't burn. It's like, I'm not worried about burning. I'm worried about the mosquitoes or the hornets or the wolves or the, you know, the bears. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of other things than that. It, like Or the falling trees. Like, those, like everything else, man. Like, we, we haven't had a, a firefighter in Canada burn from... Um, you know, bur- get burnt over from a fire in many, many, many years. Um, that, but that's we, we have we have helicopters go down, which is a, a terrible thing. We have um, you know health related problems, and we have attacks from wildlife. You know, uh, very regular. So those are the things. So whenever somebody says, "Oh, be safe on the fire line," it's just like, well, yeah, no, the fire won't be a problem. I'm pretty sure. But not not you know, I'm not trying to downplay like the danger of fire either. But there are many more things than just fire that we worry about for sure. God damn it! Mm-hmm. You, you know what I was gonna say? I was one. And you have to you, worry about. And you have to worry about the grays. I have to worry about those sweaty balls. That's it. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Um, before before you told that, that that last story, I was I was gonna say, yeah, and you know what? I also hate about the summer. 
goddamn allergies and they think it's a story about like helicopters going down and people burning to death I'm like yeah maybe my allergies aren't so bad <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. well and like, i guess and, i'll just take some reactant and shut the fuck up well it's funny because we do have guys that have their epipens just in case they do get stung by you know some kind of stinging insect um so those, that's also another scary thing it's like well epipens they're good for about a half hour to keep your neck from swelling uh and oh your airways God. open uh, we're about 45 minutes away with our machine that's 45 minutes away. So ho- how many EpiPens do you have by chance? Two? Okay. Yeah. Well, let me know if we... Uh, <laughs> we'll try to be as fast as possible if that happens. Right. So. We're going to fly this helicopter with our foot to the, the metal... To the foot to the pedal. Pedal to the metal. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, Aaron, I, was, I want to take this time right now to just talk podcast a little bit with you, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. All right, my man. So the summer has been kind of a wacky time for us. Usually we lose um, half of our, let's say, let's call them staff, our content providers during the summer. Um, so dating back from uh, the beginning of June, like, let's say June 21st, beginning of summer, I just wanted to throw out here some interesting stats uh, that you might get a kick out of, you might not. But um, we had some pretty big bangers come out for us this summer. A couple big banger episodes. Uh, our top three episodes, believe it or not, how do you not, how do you not see believe it or not? And I start singing believe that. Believe it or not. I'm coming. Uh, da, da. I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, our biggest track of the summer, we'll call it, the, uh, the big our, banger. Our of the biggest summer. hit. Our biggest hit was the return of the We're Going to Be Dads podcast. Um, a huge, right huge bump in ratings. Uh, number two was an uh, episode came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, Kyle Schulman starred in it. Uh, episode 115, No Rugrats. Uh, followed by our third most popular with, podcast. With, with his very confusing uh, stance on tattoos it's and what he exactly. would do with his kid. Oh, my God. I'm just like, okay, well, he's anti-tattoo. That's fine. But he's pro. Okay, well, uh, maybe no. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. God damn it, Molman. You know, it's a it's a classic classic on the fence answer. You know, no mm. nothing definite. I know. It sounds like Kyle like straddling that fence really good. Well, in third, uh, the the third place best banger that we've had is actually a tie to the Ooh. exact number of downloads which was um, the re-release of the Tequila Chronicles, uh, oh. which I subtitled 123 Floor um, because uh, the, the conditions of re-releasing this podcast was it just couldn't be named what it was before. Um, so I just gave it that, that very sly, hopefully no one picked up on it, that didn't have to pick up on it. Uh, I do remember I, the, old, the old name, yeah. too. Yeah. And and that was tied with your podcast, The Awkward Throat Clear, oh, episode twenty three. So uh, you get a co bronze medal for the best banger of the summer. Right on. Yeah, it is in the mail. Um, I want to put it out there as well too. Would you like to guess what country listens the most to our podcast? Well, I remember I, from when, the last episode I listened to your solo one. You were saying that Amsterdam, Holland, was doing really well. Um, besides Canada listening to us, I assume, and the States. You got it. You nailed those. You nailed it perfectly. Canada is the biggest for sure. Oh, um, yeah, probably. definitely. Yeah, that goes without saying, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. right behind, and for some reason, the Netherlands has been loving us. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's kind of cool. And then top cities, oddly enough, Toronto being our top city. Well, that's weird. Yeah, isn't that? Yeah, Mississauga being our second. And Mountain View, California, for some reason. California? I don't know anybody in California, California. either. That's very I, I, The people that, that I know that listen in California, oh, maybe, maybe two people, maybe three people that I might know that, that maybe listen inconsistently. But mm. um, I, I don't even know where Mountain View, California may be, but they're the third most popular city, so... What's up, Mountain How does View? Alberta do as a whole? You haven't let me know that because I've been trying to bug my friends. Like, obviously, there's Jasper, Calgary, Edmonton, you know, like, let me all see kind of spread f- around the place. There, and then there even with a- my firefighting buddies, like, they're kind of like, yeah, sure, we're concentrated in high level, but they, they all live somewhere else. So they're, they're um, downloading 
Their download okay, so, uh, so, source might be somewhere besides Alberta. The lar- the largest right now, at least, uh, just in this small sample size over the summer, Calgary is our largest city in Alberta that listens. Um, uh, I guess that's okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> close, close to yeah. Holla, Cowtown, yeah. woo. All right, let's see that September. I should give more love though. That's actually quite nice. Thank you guys. Yes, and it seems I know that a couple times I've checked it. There's some other spots in Alberta that pop up, but mm-hmm. um, let me see here. No, no, I come up there. Not that it's uh, overly exciting for anyone else, but let's see <laughs> Calgary again. Yeah, London, Ontario pops up. Um, Kuwait also pops up. What's up, Kuwait? Kuwait. No, yeah, no. yeah. Anyways, I, I thought that was kind of like we. I've never really done that before, where we kind of like break it down like that. But I thought it's kind of cool that I'm um, just like talking about a couple of cities. I always knew like Mississauga, of course, like big contingent of family and friends there. Um, oh, yeah. But you know, like Milton, very, like considering we take a lot of pride being from Milton, almost never comes up. Like it's it gets ten or less that, that pop up out of Milton. Crazy. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Just one of those things. Did I ever tell you that I fought fire with a guy from Milton? Like he was on no. a hell attacker last year. Yeah, Ryan Brunschweller. Huh. Yeah, no, he's half, half Swiss, half Japanese guy. He's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, very interesting mix. And you're like, oddly enough, <laughs> I also have a Milton story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I was just like Milton, eh? I was like, yeah, I know where that is. He's like, why? <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, it's, a, it's if, a fun story. If you, if you left Milton 10 years ago and came back, you would not recognize this, the place. The place it's, it's changed oh, a whole bunch. Easily. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just like Orangeville and shit like that. Man, yeah. They well, all Orangeville, changed. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. All those uh, cities outside of the direct GTA. Outliers. Outliers. Yeah, yeah. They, now they're all just bubbling over. Anyways, anyways. Um, Aaron, before we tie the sucker off, is there anything else you want to bring up on this Chilling with Chalupa episode well, number five? We were, I know, uh, we were supposed to record this about, uh, start recording this about an hour ago, but right. it's because I got called out to a fire. So, um, at this time of year with uh, the weather we've been having as of late, the fire hazard is quite low and we have these getaway times. Now, typically if it's really hot and dry and it calls for a good chance of a fire, like the hazard is extreme as well, or at least very high, you, I could have a getaway time of 10 minutes. So that means I have to... It, if I have a helicopter, I would have 10 minutes to get into the machine with my crew and we lift off. So skids, the helicopter skids are off the ground. That's 10 minutes from when I get dispatched. Today was 60 minute getaway, six zero. And I'm like, all right, in my experience of this, usually we don't get fires and we are just, you know, relaxed, chilling, no problem. So 60 minute getaway means go to the gym, Hang out, keep yourself busy. You don't need to have your steel toe boots on. You don't need to have your chest pack on. You don't need to have your your Nomex on. You can just relax. And I've been told that from other people as well. So just chilling out, no problem. And I decide, hey, I'm going to go for a run. You know, it's a good time of day. No problem. So I start going for a run. And I've been usually just like, like I said before, I go for a 10 kilometer run um, for that charity run and stuff. Uh, usually I just go for around five to eight, um, when I'm just like doing something else or if, and if I don't have my bike with me. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go run along the river, uh, in four feet. I'll probably go for maybe an eight K run. We'll see how it goes. So I start running and about at the, uh, two and a half kilometer mark, I noticed that there's a big column of smoke coming from the direction of the fire camp. It's not at the fire camp, mind you, but it's a bit, it's in that direction. And I'm like, oh shit. So I start turning around, and as soon as I start turning around, I get a phone call, my work phone. And it's the office, and they're like, hey, we got to dispatch for you. I'm like, all right, sounds good. And they ask, do you want coordinates? I'm like, well, I don't have a pen on me right now. Um, I'll get them from you later. I knew I do see the smoke, and I do know how to get there. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And they're like, uh, how soon will you be there? Be there? I was like, well, I'm in my gym strip right now. I'm running, and I'm about two and a half kilometers away. I will be there probably in about two zero minutes or three zero minutes. I'm like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> so I have to, I am double, I'm, I'm, I'm d- double time, 
double time, double sprinting, not sprinting, mind you, but uh, really picking up the pace. Whatever I was running beforehand, which I felt really good and I was really getting a good stride going on um, and a good rhythm, I had to pick it up big time on the way back. And I had to run up a hill too, so that was a lot of fun. And <laughs> so when I was moving pretty fast and telling people to get out of the way kind of thing, and just, you know, I'm just saying my head is like, somebody's like, where's the fire? And I'm like, over there. <laughs> <laughs> Because people were driving for it, and I see the these, I see the fire engines going that way too. Because because it is so close to the uh, the town of Fort Vermilion or the hamlet, um, they're mm-hmm. they're going to go out there and make sure that it's okay. Because it is it, it was a, a farmer's field, and so I'm just running as fast as I can without burning myself out. Um, and, I'm, and I'm still recording it on my on my tracker app as well, and so I get back change quickly windows down just like cool myself down uh and i, I text the office like yeah i'm on my way now they're like okay that's not so bad and i explained later and they kind of had a good laugh and this is like yeah well because they all understood too it's like okay yeah the 60 minute getaway you still did okay like good to know i'm like yeah sorry it's like i always want to tell them it's like okay i'll be there i'm gonna go on foot <laughs> just be complete badass just start running towards this fire but I didn't have any of my gear and I couldn't do that. So I had to go back to the, my camp. And so I had to run the two and a half kilometers back and then continue on. So that I thought that was rather funny. And then once I got to the fire, the guys looked at me and it's like, you look familiar. You were running on the road, weren't you? And it's like, yeah. And it's just like, oh man, that must've been weird for you. And like, well, yeah, I had to turn around, run back to my truck and then drive out here. It's like, oh, good for you. You actually were, had to put in a big effort, but uh, just a bunch of hay bales <clears throat> that were burning from um, the baler. Um, so it's a machine that creates the hay bales, right, right. the big, the big round ones. And, uh, yeah, just the baler got really hot, caught on fire. <clears throat> there was crazy winds today, like 30, 30 to 50 kilometers an hour. And they took off you know, the stubble was, uh, just fueled the fire and it just, it just ripped right through and just caught all these bales on it. He must've lost about 30 bales. So that's, that's food for cattle and stuff like that. So. It's a bit rough. It could have been a lot worse. Could have been much, much worse. But the fire department did an excellent job. We had our boys doing a good job on the perimeter. Nothing really got into the trees, and it was just, just the bales in the field. So, and just a little bit, of, a little bit of the field. So it wasn't that that bad. So, oh, excellent work by everybody. And uh, yeah, it was just it's such a, it's such. A, it, it, I'm like, if if anything happens for a call, it's always when I'm like away from you know, something. It's like, okay, well, I got to run there now. Like it could ever be like, oh yeah, I'm just sitting down, like looking at my work phone and then I got a call. No, no, it has to be when I'm like out of uniform, away from the office, all that kind of stuff. So it always happens that way too. Oh, totally. Completely. You know, I'm sure it happens with you and you, you and your work all the time. All the time. Um, when you're telling me that you're, you're thinking about just running to the fire, I see, in my mind I see you tearing your shirt off, throwing an axe in between your teeth, and just running to the fire with an axe. <laughs> yeah, like, or, let's get this motherfucker. No, 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 no. I, I, I whistle with my fingers, and I get an e- two <laughs> eagles come down, and I just hold my arms out like a T, and I get picked up, and I just start going to it. This is like Gandalf from Lord of the Rings or something like that. I love this it. This is like, I'm going by eagle. They're like, we copy that. And they just put it like on, on the big, like... On the big war room map, it's just like Chalupa <laughs> with eagles. And it's like just tracking. It's like, you can check me. <laughs> Two zero minutes back from the fire. Yeah. When when I think when I think of um the, like that time when you're like, okay, it's gonna be running a little bit late. Um I wasn't doing anything as cool as you were doing with like having eagles pick <laughs> you up or anything like that. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't that lucky. Um I what what was going on in my life when that happened? Like you're fighting fires and, and making sure people are safe and hail bit and cattle might get their hail bales, hay bales. Um, I heard the sound of someone. What I thought was someone in the other room stepping into a large puddle of pudding, but it turned out it was my one week old daughter shitting the fuck out of herself. And I, I mean, I'm not saying it's the same thing that you were doing, but I'm saying it was a lot of shit. That's awesome. I, yeah. I just I just picture what uh, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> it just it was just a shitty situation. Yeah, I'm not even gonna try. It's not good. It's not good. It's, <laughs> it's that point of the podcast where I oh, use fudge. all my good one liners 
and I'm just I'm just hoping for that. I'm Brian Smithing this real hard. <laughs> Brian Smithing. <laughs> uh, Smithing so hard. Brian Smith, who sent me the funniest text message I got since my daughter was born. Uh, let me just pull it up really quickly and recite it to you. Uh, I had I had a, a lot of text messages saying congratulations and and good for you and good luck two girls blah blah blah, but um, let's see let me just pull up the Smythe here. Okay, so he said to me, <clears throat> "Congrats to you and the rest of your family. Can't wait to see you in a bit with all that without that baby weight on you." God damn it, Brian! <laughs> you you goddamn carnivore! Hurricane Brian strikes again. Hurricane Brian. Oh man, Fun. that was such a funny story. He needs to was, he needs to write that into a bit. Really totally, he does. Totally. That, yeah, that's funnier than any of his jokes for sure. Oh, his jokes are awful. I don't even know yeah. how he's, how he even like comes up. Like I don't know why his uh, why his wife lets him be like, you know, a stand-up comedian, you know, uh, for open I, mics. I, Maybe I, it's just to get him out of the house, quit telling her jokes. <laughs> you know what? You you, you don't it might be. Actually, I'm hoping when you do come uh, come to the great province of Ontario, I'm hoping he's got to show the night you're here because we're going. Well, I'm hoping that I can actually, you know, I'm talking to the floor, is that maybe I can show up. Ooh. Yeah, you just warm them up. That's perfect, and the and the challenge has been issued. <laughs> this is gonna be bad because I'm actually gonna ask him for advice. Yeah, I can't imagine that being being very good. Ooh, real soon. You know, it's so wild. Um, for some reason today in, in Toronto Sports Talk Radio, they were going hockey strong. And I, I guess training camps open up, what, in like another four weeks or so? So I guess, I guess they're warming up everybody. There's a lot of big names out there without contracts, which is kind of crazy. Um, like like uh, Steve, Rick Nash still doesn't have a contract, which is mind-blowing nope. to me. Yeah, it's pretty surprising. So, I, th- I think he just wants too much money. I think that's the only thing. Yeah, I, I got to imagine that. He, he might do one of those weird, like, one-year deals with, like, an Anaheim or San Jose or something like that. I don't know. But I uh, you know what? Can- definitely. Yeah, I can see Tyler. Yeah. Sure. Especially after they lost out of the Tavares sweepstakes. But, yeah, though, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so to answer your question, I know that Dave wants to be part of it for sure. Brian, if we, we can get, like, the regular hockey guys. And I would really like Ba on it, but he's hard to get a hold of, so... Um, maybe we do like what we did last time where um, we put you in the middle of the table and make you dance for us and we just we just do a um, just a group bang gang gang bang on you or something because Dave and I can go Leafs Brian can go Habs you can go Oilers and uh, and, and then be, the Bruins uh, I could go to the Bruins as well yeah you and don't the have Jets. to if you don't want to cause the, and the Jets you know oh the Jets just signed up Wheeler that was, that was a good one and it seems like a deal. I feel like they got him for a deal. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence with that one. Uh, definitely riding the Kyle Schulman fence that's painted by um, uh, Superior Finish Painting. Uh, get get your shit done right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Brett Blake Wheeler. He'll be well, he's 32 right now, right? And the deal mm-hmm. takes him how many years again? Five. I think it's five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's about over six, I think, eh? Yeah, uh, I, like, I thought it was like five and a half or something like that. Okay, okay, let's just say five to six. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not bad, it's not bad. It could, it could have been could have been a lot higher, which would have been really bad, but yeah, I, I think that's okay. It's just, I always, uh, we, got, we, have, we have this guy in Edmonton, he covers uh, TSN 1260, um, so TSN radio in Edmonton and he's a really good analyst. He, I, I, I love when he talks, he's, he's kind of a, he's kind of a cocky son of a bitch, which I'm not the big fan of, but, uh, he, he really, he really doesn't over, he, he really looks into it and he really gets all the information. And he doesn't get biased. 
So that's what I like about him. And he's talking about um, free agent signings once they're 28 and they sign like something crazy for like um, like 8 million or something like that for seven years. Okay. And it's like, man, like, are you, are you going to want to like pay him like this much money later on? Like what his argument is, why pay someone for what they've done opposed to what you expect them to do? You know, right. let's say let's say Austin Matthews keeps keeps his trajectory tra- trajectory uh, going, and then once he's say thirty, and he's like, okay, yeah, I want um, I want eight million for the next eight years, and it's just like, well, you'll be thirty eight, making eight million dollars a year later on. Like, we don't think you're going to be sustaining the same numbers. That's what he's yeah. getting at, you know, because you get guys like Zach Parisi, um, you know, Ryan Suter, all these guys are a bit older that are asked for these crazy contracts and they can't keep them going, you know, when they yeah. get older and it just doesn't make any sense. And it's just weighing the team down, like even Lundqvist and shit like that. So uh, that, yeah. that's, that's, that's all, I, all I have really against it. But Wheeler's contract doesn't seem too bad, especially if the cap goes up, then it's not that bad at all. So, no, and he's, and he's be- a fantastic player right now. He's probably, I would say in the top three for best American players. Yeah. I, I, th- I think, I think overall it's a really, I think, the the Jets are probably counting counting their lucky stars because I think it's a good contract, good player, good good locker room guy for them. I think overall it's a good deal for everybody. He's gonna get tons of love in in Winnipeg, and if he rides out his career in Winnipeg, or maybe signs something small afterwards, he can mm-hmm. he can save on a good team for at least. I mean that team's gonna be good for at least the next five five years. So oh for sure, I, I think it'd be good sure. overall. Yeah, I think oh sure, it's a good deal machine, for him. I'm 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 hope I'm really totally. hoping to see Shifley for a full season. I think he's just gonna rip it up. Him and uh, Line, oh man, yeah, it's oh, gonna be yeah. a deadly squad. And their defensive core is is solid. Uh, I'm I'm calling it right now. I'm like, <laughs> I, we should we should actually we should cut this off soon and then to save the rest of it. Uh, I'm, not gonna, I'm not even gonna call it my final. I'll save it for when we actually do our group podcast. Good idea. Good idea. We'll plan that one out. We'll make it happen. Yes, you sir. know it's all it, it's all about planning planning things and making them happen. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, no. We, right. planned the, we planned this yesterday, and it turned out great. That you know what? That's how it happens when you go. No need two for rehearsal two. either. Exactly, Mister Chalupa, the Chalupa Cabra Fifty Two. Thank you so much for joining me this beautiful evening. Thank you for hosting. It's been me, a lot of fun, but now it's time to part part our ways, sir. Yep. So this has been the Chalupa Cabra, Chalupa. Aaron Chalupa. I don't even know what other handles I have, like or nicknames that have been given to me from the studio, but coming from Four Vermillion, oldest white settlement in Alberta. Thank you for ho- uh, hosting me there, Anthony. Not a problem. Met a thousand blessings onto you and your wife and your family and onto your business. Uh, mazel Tov. Hope the rest of the season goes well for you. Thank you, sir. For the Not After 30 podcast, check out Aram Chalupa's Awkward Throat Clear being released <coughs> next week. Part 2, what happened? Find out. There's a cliffhanger on the last episode. Episode 23, Part 2, coming soon. And for everybody at the Not After 30 podcast, thank you for checking us out, tuning in, and loving what we do. Again, I apologize for episode 116. I know it wasn't for everybody. God damn, give me a break. Shit. Uh, Miss Six coming back soon. We're going to get her in studio and cutting it up. That Jackie Chang serving that expensive sushi, man. It's hard to get her away from it. So thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the end of your summer. Hope all is well. We gone. Oh, yeah. Got to end mine, yeah. And...